Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings, from premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. This episode is brought to you by Reese's Peanut Butter Cups. In breaking news, leading scientists worldwide are conducting experiments to determine if Reese's Peanut Butter Cups are the perfect combination of peanut butter and chocolate. However, it appears the study was inconclusive, as the scientists couldn't help but eat all the Reese's. Because when you want something sweet, you can't do better than Reese's. Find Reese's now at a store near you. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. All right, everybody, welcome to Brews and Bruins, a the Hockey Podcast Network podcast presented by PWHL Boston Diehards, <laughs> DraftKings, and our frenemies, uh, Raycon. I assume they're still with us for this, uh, for the rest of this month. We'll, we'll see if they, uh, all in November. <laughs> um, we're here to talk about. Some not great things, but we've got one of our great guests, Jess Belmosto, Hello. good friend of ours. How you doing? Oh, you know, living the dream. Yeah, so uh, up top, we'll do a trigger warning here because we're going to talk about the Milan Lucic bullshit. Um, yeah, I mean, I guess let's start there. <laughs> um. Milan Lucic arrested for domestic abuse of his wife um, while his kids were there, among uh, other kids who were over for a sleepover, I guess, which, you know, every detail I hear about this makes it worse and worse, uh, like an already bad situation worse. Mm -hmm. Um, I guess he was arraigned today as of this recording, recording this on Friday um it's not friday it's, it's tuesday it's tuesday. dude <laughs> it feels so much like a friday i want it to be friday so bad all right recording this on tuesday um yeah uh, all all really bad stuff um i mean worth noting that this has happened before with milan lucic yeah. Um, he's not been arrested, but um, he has been 
at least uh, the police have been involved with a situation like this and um, just kind of hope that this isn't like the result of years of this kind of abuse and just kind of the the straw that broke the camel's back um i mean obviously a terrible thing thoughts um well a little lighter i guess news and tandem with this um i know that a few of the Calgary wives and girlfriends um, have flown out to Boston and are with Brittany and the kids. So at least, you know, she has support. And I know uh, the Bruins have obviously said they'll support her as well, uh, her and the kids. So, I mean, at least it's not an incredibly uh, entirely isolating experience, I, I guess, if we're trying to find some sort of silver lining. Yeah. I saw an interview with Brad Marchand on it at one point. Um, it was like post game or post practice at some point, I think over the weekend, or it might've been on Monday. Um, and I liked that his comments really just focused on the family rather than Milan. Like they were talking about how, you know, over the years, their families have grown tight and especially, you know, all the long time, Bruins like Marshawn that have been there played with uh, Lucic and all uh, their families get really close. So it definitely seems like they, they have a good support system. Um, and I mean, just a bad, a bad situation, really, really sad. Um, and yeah, I didn't even realize um, until the other day that there's a history of this with Lucic, unfortunately. Um and yeah, like you said, Chris, I hope it's not a uh, something that's been going on behind closed doors regularly. Um, but yeah, I just mentioning too that the Calgary, um, the Calgary wives and families there are also there to support them, which is great. Um, but overall, just really disappointing uh, to see that from a player, um, especially one that you know, this fan base really loves and the reunion is supposed to be great. And then it turns out, you know, not a, not a great person behind the scenes. And, uh, you know, that's, that's rough. And I think Marshawn even mentioned that in his interview too, like, <clears throat> you know, it sucks cause that's a friend of theirs and it sucks to see a friend, you know, do something like that and be that kind of person under the wraps. So just <laughs> simply awful situation. Yeah, there are so many layers to this, too, and I just, it's been so long since the 2011 incident um, that you really have to hope that this isn't something that has been um, bubbling and escalating since then, and I, I don't even know what to say other than he's a coward for not even entering his own plea. And having his lawyer do it on his behalf. It's Yeah. I mean it, the the whole thing just kind of just like real toxic masculinity shit where the dude went out uh, on a night of drinking, came home, 
couldn't find his phone and just suddenly started getting violent about it. And that's not something that people just do. No. Um, so, yeah, I mean, pretty clearly not a great dude. I don't want to see him in the NHL anymore. Um, I think that's... I, I don't know if I want to say it's likely just because we've seen other players who've done this make returns. Um, but we've seen some other players not. And I think, unfortunately, that has more to do with the quality of player than it does the actions of the player. And I don't know. I'm just hoping that based on the the kind of outcry at the signing of Mitchell Miller last year, um, that just over a year ago by the way yeah it's real That's... real weird timing uh, that uh i'm i'm hoping that you know with that that pressure that was applied like that's one of the first times i've seen a fan base apply pressure on something morally mm-hmm. um and management listened um and i'm not going to give them credit for listening on the moral part of it i think once they realize that it's hurting the bottom line um or if it could hurt the chemistry on the ice or whatever like those are the things that uh hockey management personnel think about um but you know with with that the memory of that i'm hoping that this is resolved pretty quickly in terms of the brewing side of things um other than that, yeah, I don't really, I don't really know what else to say about it. Just wildly disappointing, pretty horrifying stuff. I saw that um, like a little while before we started recording that he did um, enter the player assistance program, and that's all well and good. Um, you know, those resources are there for those who need it. But as we saw with. Um, Kovalchuk over the summer you don't have to be part of the team or signed to a contract to uh, be in the program I don't you know so I don't know why the Bruins haven't you know kind of made that move it feels it doesn't feel premature to do it you know there the police report is out there uh, I'm sure that they've talked to legal representation and whatnot, and it's just terminate the contract. Like even if it, even if you face a cap hit or some sort of penalty, who cares? Like there's, this is so much bigger than, you know, a million dollars or whatever it is. Yeah, for sure. Um, any final thoughts, Drew? Um, no, I think I think I kind of covered it. My thoughts with what I said earlier. Um, just really glad the family has the support they do. That's kind of the silver lining in all of it, if there is one. Yeah, and just a reminder that uh, this is not a fun thing to joke about on Twitter. Um, you're not making any friends by being funny about it. Um, and you might be, uh, hurting some people. Um, yeah, so don't do that. 
Um, all right, moving on. Bruins lost a heartbreaker to the Lightning. Um, that kind of one of the first signs that maybe this Bruins team isn't the the absolute killer that they were last year. I, I feel like last season, you know, with a lead going into the third period, the Bruins were one of the best teams in the league. And this kind of reeks more of past Bruins teams that you're kind of clutching your seat in the last couple minutes. Um, we saw a little bit of it against the Ducks in that overtime loss. Uh, earlier in the season and then yeah we got it again here against the lightning um jess uh any immediate thoughts jeremy swayman deserves so much better (laughs) he faced i think over 40 shots and had like a sub 900 save percentage or something like that and um i just please learn to hold a lead and maybe play defense. Um, we don't have to do this tit for tat back and forth, ping pong sort of thing. It may be too early to start decorating for the holidays, but it's never too early to start your holiday shopping. Why not take care of it now before the crowds impact calendars, make shopping a total nightmare, especially when you can get some of the best deals of the season well before Black Friday. You can shop Raycom products right now and save up to 50% because their early Black Friday sale is going on now. You've heard me talk about Raycon's products before. Um, Raycon first made a name for themselves in the audio space with products like the Everyday Earbuds, known for delivering high-quality and thoughtful features like a 32-hour battery life and a perfect in-ear fit for all-day wear and lasting comfort. And this past year, they expanded their entire business with the introduction of Raycon Home and Raycon Power Tech. Their five-star reviewed Magic 180 cable allows you to charge iOS, micro-USB, and Type-C devices eight times faster with 100-watt power delivery. Their faucet filter, ultra filters, the water into your tap against chloride and heavy metals. It's a must-have for ensuring water you use to wash your face and brush your teeth, you know, actually clean. Raycon is known for delivering high-quality and thoughtful features at half the price of other premium tech brands. It's no wonder their products have racked up tens of thousands of five-star reviews. To get everyone in the holiday shopping spirit a bit early, Raycon is currently offering 20% off everything on their site with select products up to 50%. So beat the crowds and save now. Trust me, you do not want to miss out on Raycon's early Black Friday sale. Hurry now to buy Raycon.com slash THPN to get 20 to 50% off site-wide. That's buyraycon.com slash THPN to score up to 50% off Raycon products. Buyraycon.com slash THPN. Bet the action on the ice with DraftKings Sportsbook. Download the app now and use code THPN. New customers can get 150 bucks instantly in bonus bets. 
For betting just $5 on hockey, that's code THPN, only at DraftKings Sportsbook, an official sports betting partner of the NHL. The crown is yours. Bonus bets expire 168 hours after issuance. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER or visit www.1800gambler.net. In New York, call 877-8-HOPE-NY or text HOPE-NY-467-369. In Connecticut, help is available for problem gambling. Call 888-789-7777 or visit ccpg.org. Please play responsibly on behalf of Boot Hill and Casino and Resort. 21 plus, age varies by jurisdiction, void in Ontario. Bonus bets expire 168 hours after issuance. See dkng.com slash hockey for eligibility and deposit restrictions, terms, and responsible gaming resources. NHL and the NHL Shield are registered trademarks of the National Hockey League. Copyright NHL 2023. All rights reserved. Yeah, <clears throat> the, the number of penalties, too, was... Awful. Even though I think it was only one power play goal, Tampa scored. Um, when you take that many penalties, it can really ruin your rhythm. Um, and yeah, no fault to Swayman. Uh, yeah, 41 saves and 0.891 save percentage. So um, yeah, and crazy. They got outshot 46 to 27. I'm clearly just reading a box score. <laughs> um, but like when you get outshot, 46 to 27 uh you'd think the if you didn't look at the score and just thought that you would have thought you know tampa maybe blew them out of the water but um they got it to ot it's amazing that the bees just keep rack rack up the ot losses if you're gonna lose that's what i say honestly the flames did it with 17 last year i mean maybe the bruins can make it 18 they can break some more records. Yeah. Why not? <laughs> yeah, it's not getting any easier. Also, the Bruins have at Panthers. Uh, if this podcast is released on Wednesday, that's today. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah, I mean, the, beat the Panthers last time out, but that was a tight one. That was a, it was a tough one. I mean, kind of show what the Bruins are made of, see if they can, they can rebound. Um, Yes, yeah, it's, it's just a what five four in overtime against the Lightning. Like that's, I don't know. Down the stretch, you're thinking, "Hey, this is a pretty good team. Gonna cash in a, a W against a a really solid team." And yeah, instead you don't. I mean, I, I, there are some positive takeaways. I mean, Pasta's still playing great. Uh, another two points for him. Um, another goal. Uh, I think. Charlie Coyle is playing really well. Pavel Zak is playing really well. Uh, each of them scored a goal. Um, both of them are on pace for somewhere in the 70 point range, which would be, you know, pretty significant career highs for both of them. Um, I, I think as far as replacing Bergeron and Krejci, this season has gone a lot better than we would have expected. Um, yeah, I'd say so. I I obviously don't think this team is as good as it was last year. I, I think, you know, with some of the guys like Marchand's having a little bit of a bounce back season, but still, like, you're not going to make up for losing Patrice Bergeron. I think Krejci is less of a loss when you have guys like him able to kind of fill in. I think Pavel Zaka and uh, Matt Patra are, are pretty 
close in terms of filling in for him at the end of his career. Um, but like even in the last season of his career, Patrice was one of the best players in the league. Um, and also just the injuries on the back end. Like this has been a really tough start to the season in terms of guys having to fill in. Um, and I really don't think Mason Lorai is ready. I think he looks like somebody who could be good at some point, but right now he's really not. Yeah, the time it takes a defenseman to um, I develop, or develop. Thank you. <laughs> I was going to say become well versed, and that was just not it. Um, by the way, this freaking tequila seltzer high noon lime flavor is a one drink ability. Um, <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, I, I mean, generally take longer to develop. Uh, I really have hope for him. Um, I'm also thinking about writing an article about how the number six for Boston is super bad luck because since uh, Teddy Green wore it. Do not speak ill of Mikey Riley. That, no, I'm saying that gives Mikey Riley an out. Like, yeah. uh, it, it's just a curse, you know. Uh, hope he can break that, Lorai, anyway. Um, but, yeah, it doesn't seem exactly ready and the Bruins has have some decent depth at defense I feel like a little bit more depth than they've had in a while John Moore um he was a pretty Disney prince please (laughs) yeah back every Halloween (laughs) yeah Yeah, well uh I hope Logan Mullen's listening so he can he can hear Drew talking shit about his favorite defenseman I love John Moore nothing but love and respect for my prince Eric nothing nope. is nothing is more confusing <laughs> to me than that contract he signed <laughs> yeah I, I don't know that's, that's we need to that's lock in our seventh defenseman for five years or whatever it was i mean if y'all need some i mean the bruins all of us uh could use some extra defense i do know a team that is willing to sell they have to um, no Hannafin? I, I have no interest in Nikita Zadorov. Maybe no, some, I'm, I'm maybe some Noah, Noah Hannafin, though. <laughs> I mean, I, the only thing Zadorov does well um, is take penalties and throw his body around. Legally. Oh, we'd love him. <laughs> him. <laughs> I, I don't know. I, I think that his... You know, that ship has sailed. Um, Noah Hannafin, what would you be willing to pay him since he's a UFA? Like, if he were to sign that extension, what do you... What can we fucking afford to pay him? Well, so, so here's the thing. I, I discussed a few episodes ago, I mean, the Bruins do have to pay Jeremy Swayman. Um, and they're going to be down a couple wingers, JVR and... Jake DeBrusque are, are up, but Grizz also, right, is up. Yeah, I'm assuming Grizz is moving on though. Um, assuming Lori by the end of the season seems ready enough, or by the start of the season next season, um, and I think you can fill in a, a bottom pair spot as well. Um, I mean, uh, with Shattenkirk getting out of there, I, I don't know if Shattenkirk's going to be back. I, whatever. Um, but I mean, there are a few spots to fill. But you've got 
the Krejci Bergeron bonus money coming off the books. Um, no major, major free agents uh, outside of Swayman to resign and going to have somewhere in the neighborhood of like $26 million to spend. So, um, yeah, I think the Bruins could afford Noah Hannafin if they wanted to, but based on what he was asking for from the Flames, I don't know if I will want him for that. No. And I think probably you end up having to pay way too much on the back end for, I mean, you already have Hampus locked up and yeah, I mean, I'm not mad about paying Charlie McAvoy, but I, I don't know if I'm going to be really pumped about 35 year old Hampus Lindholm making six and a half million dollars. <laughs> That's a bridge we'll cross when we get there. Yeah, Unfortunately. Um, you mentioned Shattenkirk. Yeah, I think Shattenkirk's very, that's just the this season thing. I think he could come in handy down the line if you have some more injuries or just that veteran presence, like a little bit of a reliability in the playoffs or something like that. But I don't expect much more from him than that. And I think, you know, that's one of those things in free agency. You can find someone else to fill those skates. Um, I do have a feeling DeBrusque is gone at the end of this season. Um, though a little reluctant, uh, because when he's on his game, he's on his fucking game. Um, and you know, given his age and it, I, it's also tough, like, you know, a player at that age to lose into free agency. Cause you think, you know, he, he's worth something. They could make some sort of trade, but I don't see them making a trade this season. Cause he's an important part of the lineup at the moment. Um, but I do have a feeling he walks unless he wants another, you know, bridge deal, which I think he's currently on like a three-year deal, two-year deal or something like that. Yeah, it was a two-year, four-and-a-half per. Yeah, so I think he's he's probably looking for something longer term, which makes a lot of sense on his end. Um, But I don't think that Bruins would be willing to commit to that. So I guess in my opinion, I think that's the way it's going to go. It's a long season. He could. Jake might be a good fit in Edmonton. Uh, well Connor mcdavid one for one jake debrusque <laughs> i mean as a <laughs> ufa signing is, not as a trade no i think it did one for one baby i don't even want mcdavid i want dry why wouldn't you want Connor mcdavid because leon dry is just more fun i like him yeah more. that's true he, he has some personality he'll tell you if your question can you imagine him and joe haggerty <laughs> like, oh my God. yeah i forgot joe haggerty was a person honestly because who Adam, who was it who was asking dry the question about like oh adrian uh dater drader no wasn't that he he did the that was the nathan mckinnon one because he's oh, a, was it? he's a colorado guy i forget it was it might have been steve simmons that sounds right. Or was um, it Mark Spector? Oh, yeah. yeah. No Twitter beefer. Steve Simmons is Pittsburgh, I think. Um, I would Yeah, whatever. Know. Whoever it was. The, the great. <laughs> this is some inside hockey here. <laughs> great, uh, great interview where somebody in Edmonton was asking uh, Leon Dreisaitl if he felt like it was a uh, bad form to be uh, what it was 
taking so many penalties and still acting like they're having fun out there or something like that. And it's just some really <laughs> terse responses. There are so many questions you can ask. And I feel like you think about them well before you go into the locker room or the conference room, wherever you may be. And that's what you ask. Mm-hmm. Nothing else. I mean, I prefer that question to the Adrian. The usual. Dater. No, the Adrian yeah. Dater question. <laughs> which, by the way, I don't know if I've mentioned it on this podcast, but there is a Spotify playlist that has, if you scroll through it, it's just word for word the Adrian Dater question. It's like, uh, so, uh, so Nate, uh, you know, I, you're a gamer. Uh, <laughs> do you feel like uh you know next year you know you were trying too hard next year you just come back and you say fuck it (laughs) just 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 go for it oh that was an all-timer that's crazy oh man i was just looking at uh bruins cap friendly just to see if like who else they might have as upcoming free agents there's this guy um Jackson Edward, who I didn't know existed. What? <laughs> Is that Jack Edwards? <laughs> it's Jack Jack Edwards long lost son. <laughs> Jack's son. <laughs> Jackson Edwards. He's a left defenseman. 19. He's coming up the pike. Let's go. Sick. <laughs> I, don't, I just spotted that. It made me laugh. We also got a brunette or Frederick Brunette. Brunette? I don't know. Trent Fred Eric's guy. Trent I was Fred looking Erickson. for something useful to say, and I just uh, <laughs> Trent, Trent Fred Erickson. Yeah, it's the Swedish Trent Fred Eric. <laughs> I was looking for something useful to say, and I just stumbled upon this stuff, so I thought I'd share. Oh man! Um, <laughs> All right. Well, uh, one one question before we go. I'll start with you, Drew. Favorite Thanksgiving dish? Mm. So that's tricky. So my dad makes these fucking killer green beans with like, um, I think it's like ranch and like onion and shit like that. That's probably my favorite side. Unfortunately, I'll be in Indiana. Um, well, I mean, I'm excited to be in Indiana with Julia's family <laughs> for it, but I'll miss out. Julia's family. I'll miss out. They're good people, uh, despite being from Indiana. Who'd have thought? Um, <laughs> and, and, oh, trust me, I've heard stories from Julia about how fucked up Indiana is, but they're, they're very good people. Um, but I'll miss that side this year. Mashed potatoes. Feel like is very hard to do wrong and pretty easy to do excellent so not that i can personally but I, i'm looking forward to that one too all right jess uh probably stuffing always big stuffing guy or yes. green bean casserole yeah the I, I think that's my answer stuffing um but Drew, you did bring up a good point. Uh, and I think the best Thanksgiving side I've ever had is one of my cousins is a is a chef. And one year he came over for Thanksgiving. And since he is 
you know, too cool to make all of Thanksgiving dinner. I guess like maybe my dad didn't let him or whatever. Uh, he just made the green beans. And I was like, yeah, this is the best thing I've ever tasted. <laughs> <laughs> um, Why don't you make the turkey? Yeah, that would have been nice. Um, yeah, uh, I, yeah, just I feel like every year stuffing is the one thing where I'm like, yeah, I just need to make more of that. Um, it's just literally just baked bread and butter and yeah how much better can you do (laughs) what could possibly go wrong all right folks thank you for uh making it through this (laughs) this very up and down episode it's been a roller coaster (laughs) (laughs) we didn't do drinks is anyone drinking anything i actually i yeah, I, I, sometimes I feel like when we lead off with something serious, it's weird to go in with, like, hey, <laughs> all right. Especially I'm... when it's alcohol-related. Yeah. yeah. Um, yeah. So, yeah, I, I, did, I did bring something uh, non-alcohol, but uh, can include alcohol. I was drinking eggnog, uh, some nog of egg. Um, and I looked at the ingredients, and it literally just says, ingredients, egg, and milk. And I call bullshit because <laughs> I can see, like, cinnamon and nutmeg in there, like, physically see it. I think they're lying to me. Yeah. We call the FDA. Is that who does that? All right, yeah. Sarah Farms, you're uh, you're on notice. <laughs> call the RSPCA. <laughs> Jess, did you have anything to drink? I did. I have a pear down east cider. Um, I've never had it before. I've had not this flavor. I've had down east many times. Um, it's good. It's a lot better than I thought it was going to be. Drew's yeah, the a pear, big down east guy. The pear one's interesting. It's not my favorite, but I had it on tap at some bar, and it was it was pretty interesting. Um, I have this. High, I have a question real quick about High Noon. Are all of theirs tequila seltzers, or do they no. have like vodka no. seltzers? Okay. Well, I found these tequila seltzers in my fridge, um, and I thought it was a vodka one, and I took a sip and realized it's fucking tequila. I'm a big tequila guy. It's a drinkability one, as I said, tasteability 37, the lime flavor. Ugh. So, fun fact, done it on this podcast, but discovered uh, a couple years ago that tequila seltzer is just called ranch water. Uh, is that what those drinks are? Especially tequila seltzer uh, with like lime flavor or something like that, like salt and lime. It'll be basically like a margarita, but with seltzer. <laughs> nice. I just thought that was a brand name. <laughs> I think there probably is like a branded ranch water, but yeah, the I know like Topo Chico does ranch waters, a couple other brands that do them. I think the, the worst one I had was like a spicy ranch water. And I did it on this podcast mm-hmm. for the, the lovely listeners. Is is does the ranch part derive from like ranch dressing or like a, a physical ranch? Physical ranch, but yeah, I could see why you would be confused, and that would be truly disgusting. And I'm sure it's not great for the branding. And I'm guessing that's why High Noon has decided not to call it ranch water. <laughs> yeah. Danton High Noon. Danton High Noon. And on that note, <laughs> let's call it an evening. I got to go buy some stuff to make Thanksgiving dinner. Happy, Happy Thanksgiving. Thanksgiving. Thanks for giving. Thanks for having me. Of course. Yeah. Anytime. It was way too long. It's way too mm-hmm. long.
so is this episode. I'm just going to drag it out and...